Our second reading this morning is Revelation chapter 2, verses 12 through 17. Hear the word of God. And to the angel of the church in Thyatira write, The words of the Son of God, who has eyes like a flame of fire, and whose feet are like burnished bronze. I know your works, your love and faith and service and patient endurance, and that your latter works exceed the first. But I have this against you, that you tolerate that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, and is teaching and seducing my servants to practice sexual immorality and to eat food sacrificed to idols. I gave her time to repent, but she refuses to repent of her sexual immorality. Behold, I will throw her onto a sickbed, and those who commit adultery with her I will throw into great tribulation, unless they repent of her works, and I will strike her children dead. And all the churches will know that I am he who searches mind and heart, and I will give to each of you according to your works. But to the rest of you in Thyatira, who do not hold this teaching, who have not learned what some call the deep things of Satan, to you I say, I do not lay on you any other burden. Only hold fast what you have until I come. The one who conquers and who keeps my works until the end, to him I will give authority over the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron, as when earthen pots are broken in pieces, even as I myself have received authority from my Father. And I will give him the morning star. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Father, we praise you for your words. Give us illumination to understand what you have for us this morning. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. In all of our interpersonal relationships, we create some type of expectation. In the specific relationship with children, when such a relationship is healthy, we expect them to become good citizens, good spouses, good parents, and above all, to become good Christians. When for some reason this does not happen, we are disappointed and we strive so that even after they become adults, we can help them on the way back to the good behavior and the expectations we had for them. In God's relationship with his children, people who have been saved in Christ and are part of his church, we affirm that even though salvation is a gracious gift from God, this loving God has evident expectation for all those who have become his children through faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. This is exactly what we will see this morning through the church of Thyatira. Thyatira was on the trade routes between Pergamon 
artists. So several main roads pass through Tayatara. This city had a strong economic growth. Furthermore, lo local artisans produced various products like cakes, breads, paints, carpets, and they worked with wool, linen, and metals. There were also enslaved traders living there, so it was a very wealthy city. But the thing is, every single person who was working in the street markets or working with anything, they were part of a syndicate. And the syndicates uh, had a specific false god. They used to worship Apollo and Artemis at the altar of Sabbatha. So all the members were forced to go to the temples, worship the false gods, eat sacrificed food and meat, and also join sexual immorality. If you were not willing to be part of that, you could not be part also of the syndicate and you could lose your money. All the Christians at Tayatara were facing a very hard time because as they became Christians, they could not be part of uh, an idolatry anymore or practice sexual immorality. So Jesus is revealing himself in the verse 18 as the one, if you take a close look again, and the leap, sorry, chapter 2, verse 18. And to the angel of the church in Thyatira writes the words of the Son of God who has eyes like a flame of fire. Jesus is identifying himself as the Son of God. Probably there were some Jews in that city who were not believing in Christ, but also this expression related is related to the pagan society which believed both that both Caesar and Apollo were sons of God. But Jesus is the only begotten Son of God superior to all gods. After saying that, he mentions he has the eyes as a flame of fire and whose feet are like burnished bronze. It's just showing he was present at that city. He was strongly walking in that city and in that church. And he could see everything. Every single trial and tribulation and problem the church was facing. So what does Christ look to that church teach us this morning? He was watching his church. He was presently watching the church. First, we, we need to deconstruct the false concept of many about the God of the Bible. As if, if he were a loving God who is almost a permissive grandfather. Have you ever saw that? 
a grandfather who sometimes closes his eyes to what the grandchildren are doing, and they say, no, no, that, that's okay. The God of the Bible is not like that. He is a holy God who takes care of his children. Like every single good mother, keep watching your little baby. And if anything weird appears at your baby's skin, you will closely take care. This is, this is not an bad behavior, but this is, first of all, a good care for people who we love. So Christ is walking in the midst of his church and watching what his church is doing at Thyatira. So this close look teaches us that the qualities of his church are noticed and praised. You see the qualities of the church. If you will take a look again in the verse 19, the Lord says, I know your works. First, it was a hard-working church. They worked with labor and they had a full schedule. The church at Thyatira understood that the Lord called them not just for salvation, but also for service. They understood in the same way the disciples understood. They were called to serve the great gods who came to save other people. And the church at Thyatira understood that whenever we serve other people, the Lord brings supernatural joy to our hearts. So this was the first quality at that church. And the second one, the Lord said, I know your work and your love. Beyond work. Thyatira was a loving church. They loved the Lord and they loved each other. When we look to the church at Ephesus, they had a strong love in the beginning. When we find in the letter to the Ephesians chapter 1, the Lord is just saying um, about the great love they had for each other. But 38 years later, the Lord is rebuking the church at Ephesus because they were not loving in the same level. And we know that Christian life is not easy. Whenever we start to serve the Lord and face facing the difficulties, uh, our love tends to decline. But this was not the reality at Thyatira. They kept loving, loving the Lord and loving each other. I don't know for how long are you serving the Lord in this church. But if you are here long enough to know our failures and know our difficulties, we need to understand the Lord is giving us the opportunity to really exercise Christian love. Because Christian love is not related just to qualities and good moments. Christian love is connected to spiritual growth and loving each other even before our mistakes, our sins, our struggles. So the church at Thyatira, they knew that very well. But then we find another quality that 
addressing and recognizing it at that church. They were working, they had love, and thirdly, the church was marked by faith. Your love and faith, they trusted in the Lord regardless of the circumstances. Try to imagine your family living there, losing all your possessions because you were not worshiping the false gods, because you were refusing to eat sacrificed food or to be part of sexual immorality. The church was facing all those problems, but they didn't lose their trust in God. Knowing the Lord was in control, knowing the Lord was good, they kept trusting in the Lord regardless of the bad moments of life. We know that when the Lord blesses us with gifts, is a delightful moment and we, we enjoy, we confess our faith and trust in Him. But whenever the trials arrive, the tendency of our hearts are, is questioning the Lord. So the church in Tayatara, they were faithful regarding trusting the Lord. But then they had another quality. Keep reading verse 18. The Lord knew their work, their love, their faith, and the service and patient endurance. The church kept serving the Lord and persevered with triumphant patience. The church went through trials with firmness. And the final quality the Lord mentions in the verse 18 is, and verse 19, sorry, and that your letter works exceed the first. The church was in clear spiritual progress. The last works of the church were more numerous than the first. These marks belonged to the faithful remnant and not to the entire, entire church. There were people serving the Lord faithfully. They kept working, loving, persevering, not just with stability. They were growing in love. This is the real meaning of sanctification. Whenever the Lord saves us and gives us a new heart, we are new creatures in Christ. Yes, we still struggle with sin. Yes. We still have some areas in our lives that are not easy to overcome. But the good news is the Holy Spirit dwells in us. And the Holy Spirit is working in our lives, bringing spiritual growth. So what was happening at the Thyatira Church must be a reality in all of us. If the Lord saved you 30 years ago, so you should and must be stronger than 30 years ago in your faith. If the Lord saved me 28 years ago, I should be willing to accomplish the Great Commission more than in my past. 
So the church at Thyatira gave us this great example. At Ephesus, the love was declining due to the persecution, but at Thyatira, the love was just growing and growing and growing. I remember that in the first year of my conversion, back in 1996, I was attending a Presbyterian high school. And other young Christians watching, they enthusiasm. I was serving the Lord, reading my Bible, evangelizing everyone, even the pastor's children. <laughs> because pastor's children, they need salvation as well. They need to be saved. They need to be converted to Christ. And they used to look to me and say, oh, you know, this is the first love. <clears throat> Never mind, in a few months... You will be like us. And I used to say, cold? In love like you? No, I don't want. And I remember many, many times, bowing down on my knees and pray, Lord, help me. I want to keep serving you with love and enthusiasm. Help me, Lord. And I'm so grateful because it's been 28 years since then. And by the grace of God, with many struggles, trials, hurdles, I still love to serve the Lord and share about His salvation. It is possible, church. Doesn't matter what we are facing. Doesn't matter the problems we face in the Christian life, in the Christian community. It, it is possible to keep growing. The church at Thyatira showed us that. But beyond to see the qualities of the church, when the Lord walks in the midst of His church, teaches us that some dangers neatly manifest in our midst. Sometimes we have dangers and the Lord, He can see and advise us. Take a look in the verse 20. After recognize, recognize all the qualities and everything the church was doing in a good way, growing and keep moving to the right direction, the Lord says in the verse 20, But I have this against you, that you tolerate that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess. And is teaching the seducing and seducing my servants to practice sexual immorality and to eat food sacrificed to idols. Despite the extraordinary work of the church, they still tolerated a harmful presence in the church. We were sharing during our Sunday school, Calvin says that a true church has three marks. Faithful preaching of the Bible, the right use of the sacraments, and finally, the church discipline. This church was not faithful in church discipline. There was a woman 
some scholars say says she was a leader. We we are not sure, but we can clearly see she was a prophet, prophetess. And there were some in the New Testament, and she called herself. She had influence upon the church, so she had leadership in the bad way. We, we, we were sharing that leadership is influence. And there are people who use their influence for good, but also in the visible church, there are people who use their influence for bad. And what the Lord is showing through the church at Thyatira, that this sanctuary where we worship Lord has now the visible church. And the visible church, we have saved people and unsaved people. So the Lord is telling to that church with several good qualities. We need to be watchful. You need to be careful because there is a woman with a bad influence. Sharing a false teaching among you and you are totally rating that. The Lord said, this is not right. And what was the false doctrine? Jezebel was teaching the church that the way to overcome sin was to know the deep things of Satan. If you look again in the verse 23rd, this is mentioned. So the believers should know the deep things of Satan. She thought that believers could commit could not commit uh, commercial suicide. She said, oh, you can go to the idols. You can worship them. You can eat the sacrificed food. There is no problem to practice sexual immorality. The Lord knows and understands. It was the same problem that Nicolaitis was teaching. If salvation is by grace through faith, you should not obey God's law anymore. You don't need to be under God's regulation. And she said, if you want to overcome Satan, you need to know the deep things of Satan. How? Practicing all the immorality and idolatry. And guess what? Some members of the church at Thyatira went to that direction. So we had faithful people at the church, but we had people, members of the church, that liked the teaching. And why? Because it was convenient. It was an easy way to live a Christian life. Jezebel had a false morality. She had a new version of Christianity. She had what we could call today liberal Christianity without rules, without prohibitions. We are not saved through our good works or deeds. We are saved only by the blood of Christ and by grace through faith. But whenever God saved us, now we are children of God. And we need as His church to display his character. We need as his church to show to this broken world into darkness.
the lights of Christ through our lives. So this is our mission. And the church at Thyatira was not understanding that. In her fantastic, fantastic apologetic book, Love Thy Body, Nancy Pearson shows that the same problem of the Thyatira church is present in our churches today. Quote, Many people who identify as religions or Christian are being co-opted into the secular worldview. Often, without realizing it, the numbers are disturbing. Pornography. About two-thirds of Christian men watch pornography at least once a month. The same rate as men who do not claim to be Christian. In a survey, 54% of pastors said they had viewed pornography in the past year. When we move to cohabitation or sex out of marriage, a Gallup poll found that nearly half, 49%, 49% of teens with religious background support living together before marriage. That's okay, it's normal for them. Divorce. Among adults who identify as Christian but rarely attend church, 6% have been divorced. Of those who attend church regularly, the figure, figure is 38%. And finally, homosexuality. This issue uh, is dividing even conservative religious groups. In 2014, Pew Research Center studied, studied mentions that 51% of millennial evangelicals said that same-sex behavior is morally acceptable. But church, God's moral values are immutable because they are based in his eternal character. If you are a Christian and pornography has been a problem in your life, break the barrier of pride or shame and seek help from your spiritual leaders. We are here, all the elders, Pastor Dan, and the other leaders to help you. The Lord has grace for his church, but this is not normal. If you are single and you have an active sexual life as a married person, this is not right. The Lord is calling, calling you to repent. Pray and ask for a husband or wife. But this was seen 2,000 years ago. It continues being a sin today and it will be wrong until the day the Lord will uh, return. So the church at Tayatara was accepting those bad practices and the Lord was advising them. This is not right. You should stand and display my, my law, my will, my gospel, the new life I gave you through my blood. And finally... When the Lord walked in the midst of his church, we can learn that 
we had different people attending the same church who will receive different rewards or punishments. If you look again to verse 24, chapter 2, the Lord says, But to the rest of you in Thyatira, who do not hold this teaching, who have not learned what some call the deep things of Satan, to you I say, do not lay on you any other burden. So, the same church, we had three different groups. Those who were faithful, those who were to tolerating sin, and those who were living in sin. And Jesus knows how to distinguish one from the other. The same church that are saved people and unsaved people. As I said, the Lord can easily distinguish, but He demonstrates a remarkable patience and perseverance, inviting the people who were living in sin to repentance. After identifying the sin, the Lord said, verse 24, I gave her, Jezebel, time to repent, but she refused to repent of her sexual immorality. The Lord is merciful. As sinners, we will sin against God many times. But His grace is enough, not just to save us in the last day. His grace is enough to raise you up. His grace is enough to help us to overcome any sin whenever we just bow down before him. But this woman, false prophet, was not willing to repent because she was not saved. She was not converted to Christ. A true disciple of Christ will accept the church discipline, will submit to Christ, will submit to his church. And whenever the Lord distinguish the reality at His church, those who are healthy should call the unhealthy part of the church to repentance and should help them. This is the path of biblical discipleship. Walking together, praying together, sharing our difficulties, encouraging each other, maybe one person is struggling with the same problems and sin, sins that I struggled 10 years ago. And my experience can be a blessing for that person as an encouragement. Showing the way the Lord gave us to overcome that sin and helping them to be in the Lord's presence with a holy heart again. So before... The final condemnation. The Lord is calling his church to a holy life. And we can be instruments. In his hands. To help his people. And to help people who are attending the church. The Lord promises. Rewards. To those who remain faithful. When we look to the verse 25. 25th. 
Only hold fast what you have until I come. The one who conquers and who keeps my works until the end, to him I will give authority over the nations. So a church that was, was being persecuted, losing their possessions, facing trials, the Lord says, I will give you the authority over the nations. Remember, Paul says that the church will judge the world. We will participate of the judgment of the angels. The Lord will put his church in a wonderful position in the final day. So even though the church was facing several things and problems and trials, the Lord is encouraging. Remain faithful. You will receive a great reward. But those who refuse to repent, the children of Jezebel, the Lord says, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to destroy you. The final day will be a terrible day, terrible day for those who refuse to repent. It is a horrible thing. Know the word of God. Share a common life with Christians. Knowing the scripture. But keep refusing to repent and following the gospel. Those people will receive a higher level of judgment. But for all of us who served the Lord and faced the problems, trials, and trusted in His grace and kept growing, all of us will receive a wonderful reward. So, I ask you again, what does Christ think about our church? What does Christ think about HVPC? as a whole. What Christ thinks about me, my personal life. My life is important for him. Your life is important. And we need to come closer to him as a faithful church who is fulfilling the Great Commission. May the Lord help us. Close your eyes. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we praise you for all the lessons you are teaching us through your word. We praise you, Lord, for the experience you, you gave to the church at Tayatara. We praise you for the faithful believers the church had for their spiritual growth. And we also praise you, Lord, for the lesson. You gave them, showing them the path of the church discipline. Help us, Lord, to know through that. Help us to be a loving church, but as a loving church, to love people in your way, rebuking sin and inviting sinners to a new life in Christ Jesus through his power, through his Holy Spirit. And we ask you, Lord, if any of us is facing 
or any of us are facing trials and problems regarding sins, help us, Lord, with your grace and give us intentionality to invest in each other's life. Give us, Lord, willingness to spend time with younger Christians, sharing our experience. Help us, Lord. This we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks be to God. Final testimony, how the Lord can use our lives in a special way to help people in their growth as disciples of Christ. Regardless the time you have as a member of the church, regardless your experience. Recently, one of the elder uh, ladies of our church, who's been a blessing to my family, was talking to Pamela, my, my older daughter, my oldest daughter, and sharing about the uh, story of Presbyterianism here, she realized that Pamela didn't uh, know that much. After that, she prayed, Lord, give me more time here, and may I will help this young lady to grow in her walk with you. This is amazing, and I'm sure the Lord has much more Pamela's and other Christians that we can invest and share what the Lord gave us. May the Lord bless his church.